uh, one of the issues that came up on the campaign trail this week uh, was the NDP and the Liberals both saying, that's it, enough with the protesters outside of hospitals. If elected, we will make it a law that you can't do that. You can't impede people trying to access um, health facilities. That was the Liberals' line. And Jagmeet Singh said, you can't harass healthcare workers. Um, can they do that? Aren't there laws already in place? Let's get the details on where we stand on all of this. We have Eric Adams joining us, the Vice Dean and Professor of Law at the University of Alberta. Eric, thanks for your time this morning. Appreciate the chat. My pleasure, Shay. First and foremost, don't we already have laws? It seems to me that there should be a law that you can't block an ambulance trying to get to the hospital. Don't we have that already? Yeah, that's probably that's probably right. We 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 certainly don't have the don't block an ambulance law, um, but through a, a broad combination of other laws in relation to trespass, say uh, we've got criminal code provisions in addition that uh, talk about um, or or prohibit uh, uh, riots and uh, an unlawful assembly or causing disturbances to the peace. Um, some combination of all of those are probably brought broadly applicable to something as serious as people stopping uh, ambulances from arriving at an emergency ward. Um, so this is probably the case, as we sometimes see in the in the in in the criminal law, where uh, there's a you know particularly obnoxious set of behaviors, and um, and you've got politicians who want to you know capture yeah. I think the, the the spotlight of the moment and say well let's prohibit this exact thing that seems to be uh, riling people up at the moment. Yeah, so they want to get a little more specific and and make it very clear in whatever they're doing that this will be an actual implemented in law in some can they do that can you can you say um you cannot protest outside of a healthcare facility or you know you can't harass a healthcare worker on their way into work can you specifically state that in law There'd be no nothing stopping a, a federal party from drafting a, an amendment to the criminal code that did something very uh, similar. So they could create the law. That's that's the easy part. The second the second more difficult question, though, is is making sure that that law is constitutionally compliant with the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which protects freedom of expression and and freedom of peaceful assembly. Um, so any court is going to be, I think, worried about a criminal law that that is trying to criminalize uh, behavior that may be obnoxious, uh, behavior that may cause people to, you know, scratch their head and say, what are those people doing? But that actually are part of what it means to live in a free and democratic society where people get to dissent their, to, ex- to express their crazy views, um, including outside of hospitals. So really, from, from, from my perspective, the key is going to be, are you criminalizing behavior that actually is imperiling public health? Uh, if it is the case that people are stopping or, or slowing down ambulances, well, I think it's pretty easy for us to say, well, that's having, that's having an actual health impact on people's lives. And I suspect it's, it's going to be constitutionally uh, credible to criminalize that behavior. If, however, you're talking about people gathering outside of, of hospitals and it's obnoxious and it's, uh, it's you know, it, who, who would do such a thing, but they aren't actually impeding the functions of the hospital, then I think it's going to be more difficult to say we can criminalize that behavior given that we live in a, in a society that says you're allowed to uh, have dumb ideas and to express them. 
Well, what about precedents here? I remember, you know, when back with with the abortion debate, we we created safe zones and those sorts of things, you know, to stop the quote unquote sidewalk counseling and all the rest of the sort of discussions that took place. Um, does does that fit into this context? It would that would it be the same sort of legal framework? Yeah, I think that's right because, of course, our, our charter rights are not unlimited, and so if a law is trying to create a, a balanced approach that is trying to prohibit some kind of activity but also protect people's uh, charter rights, it's going to be have they done so in a reasonable way to draw reasonable limits. And one of the ways to draw those reasonable limits is to say, okay, you know, you can protest where you want, but not here, because if you do it here, it does have this uh, health impact, and we've got evidence of that. You know, if you do it in this ambulance corridor, if you're trying to stop uh, teenage moms at the door from uh, from securing uh, their uh, lawfully entitled abortion services, you know, we know that that actually has a negative impact on people's health. So, you know, so create zones where people can express their ideas, but that other people can still access their health care services. That's the kind of reasonable limit that people or that, that courts will look for in determining whether these laws are constitutional or not. Because again, we're not, we're not, we don't live in a society where you get to just criminalize dumb thoughts. Uh, and I don't want to live in that world. So we've got to accept that. Uh, and I think it's often better where, where people can express uh, dumb thoughts uh, rather than forcing them underground or into other dark uh, channels of the internet. Let's let's have this out in the open as long as we're keeping uh, people safe when they're trying to access hospitals. For me, that's the right balance. Yeah, I mean, and you're right, it is about balance because they also have the law on their side. I mean, the right to protest is a fundamental part of our democracy, right? I mean, you can put in limitations about where it's done, I guess, but at the same time, when you're talking about the legality of it, that's enshrined in the charter. They're allowed to do that. That's exactly right. And you want to remember, too, that, um, you know, you, you can't outlaw the protests that you disagree with, <laughs> because sometimes you're going to think, well, that's a righteous cause, and I want people to be able to protest that uh, pipeline, or I want them to be able to protest um, a, a mask policy, or I want them to be able to protest that, you know, more needs to be done to deal with climate change or the COVID or whatever it yeah. is. You don't get to pick your topic that says, well, that's going to be legal. Of course, I agree with that. That protest should go forward. But that protest, no, I don't like what they're saying. They should be outlawed or they should be criminalized. Can't work that way. No. We've, got, we've got to live in a free society where we say we've got to have fundamental rights to express dissent, to protest, no matter what the content of those views are. Some you're going to agree with. Some you're going to think those people are crazy. But that's what it means to live in a free society. And where we cross the line from, I think, protest that is healthy to our, to our democracy is where we say, okay, well, now that, that particular protest, I don't want you know, listeners to misunderstand me. I don't think a protest has the right to stop an ambulance from you know, bringing someone sure. uh, yeah. into medical care. That's, that's a clear line of, of, of distinction. Um, what, where does this whole critical infrastructure, no protesting that was brought in here in Alberta, where does this fit into this? Does healthcare fit into critical infrastructure? It doesn't, and I was I was no fan of Bill One uh, before these hospital protests, and I'm not about to be a fan of it now. So I think it's uh, it's a constitutionally suspect piece of legislation because it does I think reach too far into people's ability to to protest and to express themselves and to and to gather uh, peacefully. Uh, but uh, people I think have been rightly pointing out on uh, in social media and say, well, we don't we we have this law and yeah. it's supposed to be stopping people from you know these annoying protests. 
protests. Why don't we apply it to hospitals? Um, well, we don't apply it to hospitals because uh, it's not listed as one of the critical infrastructure in the Act, and the Act is very specific about the kinds of things that are protected, and it's an awful lot of uh, utilities and pipelines and quarries and industrial work sites. That's what the government had in mind. That's what they wrote into the legislation. They did give themselves the power to add any uh, infrastructure or any uh, really you know entity that they want to um, through through the regulation. So it wouldn't take very much uh, legislative work for the government to add hospitals if they wanted to build one. They haven't done that yet, to my knowledge. Um, but until they do so, the hospitals are not covered by Bill One, in in my view. Okay, interesting. Thank you for the breakdown, Eric. Appreciate it. Jay, my pleasure. That is Eric Adams, who is the Vice Dean and Professor of Law at the University of Alberta, talking about um, both the Liberals and the NDP talking about bringing in legislation to make it illegal to protest um, outside of hospitals, or at least to, in you know, the NDP saying you can't harass health care workers, and the Liberals saying you can't impede anybody who's trying to get to hospital. And and to be fair, um, I, I, I didn't see a lot of reports of that actually happening on Monday. There were some, there's no question. I think this rose to the level of um, the national parties based on what they saw in Vancouver the week before, where there was video of an ambulance trying to weave its way through this massive crowd uh, and was undoubtedly delayed. 